Hi, I'm Alice. Hi, I'm Justin. And you're listening to the Otterly Allison Podcast. Who knows what we'll talk about. He wants me to look at the Volkswagen electric vehicle. And they look nice. I'm still skeptical on electric vehicles. Not because I think they're like bad. I'm terrified that I'm going to get stuck somewhere and there not be like a charging station. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't, there's like none near me. Yeah. So for me to go fill up my car, <laughs> like, I'm terrified I'm going to be like somewhere and not be able to like charge my car. I don't know. Like, but your home would be your base charger, right? Well, yeah. But I mean, like, when we go to Myrtle Beach, like, if we took my car, I think they have charging stations in our condo building, I think, because they have, like, them for golf carts. And so I would assume it'd be eat. I would want to know first, too. Like, I before right. I purchased, I would be yeah. like, I want that to map out. Be, like, and not issue. It's just my fear of having an electric vehicle is also... What kind of energy does it pull from my house? Like, is my electric bill going to go crazy? Do they have to install all that? Or is that another fee? I just have so many questions. (laughs) And then I used to have... So I drive a Nissan Kicks. And it's fine. It's a smaller, like... It's, I think, technically an SUV, but it's small. It's a smaller, like, four-door thing. Um, this looks just like my car. I have a really? Toyota CHR. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, it's fine. Is it fast? No. It's got like a four cylinder. It's really slow. And he's like, it's like driving a go kart. And so he has hated my car, I think, since I bought it. But I bought it like before we were together. Because I'm like, I don't drive anywhere. Like, yeah. I, I'm at home. And so. I used to have a Range Rover Evo, which is like the smaller one, and I loved it. And I saw one for a decent price, so I'm going to go look at that as well. But it's not the electric vehicle, so. I don't know, it just, it makes me nervous. I know there was a big infrastructure bill passed, maybe the beginning of this year or last year, that's supposed to put in, like, Billions of dollars worth of charging stations, but that's like over the next 10 years. Yeah. Like it's not happened yet. So, and I love living where I live, but the state I live in doesn't really, yeah, <laughs> you know, conform to some of the ideals of electric vehicles. You could probably find a, a place to park your truck faster than you could find a place to charge your electric vehicle. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, I know like some of the places. Like, having it at home, I'm not so much worried about. It's more of, like, the traveling. And then, (laughs) I am a creature of convenience, which I think we all are. But how long does it take to charge it? Because right now, when I fill my car up with gas, you know, it's... I start it, I go in the gas station, I come out, and then I'm good to go. Like, do I have to now sit at a gas station for 30 minutes? My understanding is, yeah, there's a wait time. And so, that's my other (laughs) drawback. But... And, and I'm no expert, but I think there's like um, the the modern ones. There's like a quick charge, like in 15 minutes, mm-hmm. you can get halfway there. 
and then for the full charge of the battery it's like you know whatever along the hour i don't know yeah um, well and then i know this is also stupid but you know how if you like don't use something with batteries in it like the battery just essentially stops working yeah. i don't drive that much because i work from home yeah so is the battery just gonna like all these things that are completely unnecessary to think about are just I totally get it. I'm, I'm there with you. I'm, I'm, I'm a funny battery person. So let's take phone, for example. I take the phone all the way down to below 15% before I put a charger in. Yeah. Like, And I'm like that with all my electronics. I don't overcharge them because I found if I do, then I'm charging them all the time yeah. because eventually they get used to having electricity and then they die really fast. So. Yeah. When I heard, this was a long time ago, I don't even know if this is true, but when I first got an iPhone, so I didn't even have internet on my phone until I was in my like mid 2010, you said? Yeah, 2013. I, mean, I was in my mid 20s before I could even afford it because I used to live paycheck to paycheck. And I heard one time that you're supposed to, the first time you get your iPhone, you're supposed to let the battery completely die before you charge it. And yep. so now anytime I get a new phone, I let it completely die the first time I get it and then I charge it. But unless I'm traveling, I'm the same though. I won't put it on a charger until it's under like 10%. Unless I'm traveling because the outlets in the plane don't always work. And so I always charge right all the And I now have, I don't know if it's in my office, a little battery pack that's magnetized, like, cause I have a mag back case or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a little portable magnetic one that I got because I kept having issues with the charging in the plane. So. Yeah. And now your phone's probably twice as heavy as... But I don't use it whenever it's like desperate. Like I don't... Because I, I watch stuff on the plane on my iPad and put my phone away because it's like a nice break that no one can find me for <laughs> two hours or whatever. So. Well, on that, on that note, what did you watch on your way to Las Vegas last week? Let's see. On the way there, I started watching... Well, I was catching up on a show on Hulu called Not Dead Yet. Not Dead So yet. I got caught up on that. And then I watched a movie. What did I watch? Oh, it was a real cheesy, like, Netflix Hallmarky type movie. Which was, of course, wonderful because those kind of movies are just really heartwarming stories. There's a misunderstanding. They work it all out, you know, and everyone's in love. And then on the way back, I actually watched like an entire series that was new on Netflix. Um, I know you haven't watched these, but there's a series called To All the Boys I Loved Before, which was a book series that I read. And the books are wonderful. I like the books much more than the show, but the shows were good. But they did like a spinoff series about like one of the little sisters in the movie. And it was cute. And she was like going to boarding school in South Korea. And you got to see like, I'm weird. Like, I guess I don't think of South Korea as the way they showed it. So it was kind of cool to like see how modern it was. That well, looks interesting though. That's an hour and 40 minutes long. Or well, no, you watch this movie. So there's three movies because there were three books. And then the spinoff series was called XO Kitty, I think, or something. That's like on that. my list. Yeah. XO Kitty is on my list. Yes. Okay, so the movies 
you should watch first. Okay. Because That's otherwise cool. you're not going to know who Kitty is or any of the backstory. Alright, I need to write this down. So it's To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Um, the second one is like something, something Laura Jean. And the third one is called um, like Forever and Ever or something. I don't know. But I read the books because, like, young adult books are just su such, like, good, easy reads. Like, for a beach or something. Oh, yeah. And so I read all three of those books. And then there's... Do you have Peacock? Yes. Okay, exactly. so there's a series on there called um, One of Us is Lying. The book was so good. The way they did the show, they can't do, like the pre or like the sequel to the book unless they completely change it and it made me really sad <laughs> the show was good the book was better but i was just like now i can't get my second series <laughs> i think the only like i feel that way of all books that get adapted to be movies yeah. or tv shows if you really liked the book like you're saying yeah. you are going to usually pick apart the interpretation as it goes on screen. But that one just, There's, it annoyed me. Because you can't do the second one now. Yeah. Unless you rewrite it. But Silver Linings Playbook, I actually liked the movie better than the book. Um, the Expanse uh, was a good adaptation of a book. So it's canceled now. It's, they're oh. not making it anymore. But it was a, it's a space drama. Oh. Um, or you call it what, a space opera? I don't know what the difference is, but... So, There's no singing. <laughs> you can laugh at me, but I read all the Twilight books because once again, I just enjoy reading. The movies were pretty spot on, but I don't know if you've seen the Twilight movies. Yes, the sparkly okay. men that take their shirts off. Yes, that's fair. So at the very end of the last movie, there's the big fight scene that's actually a dream, you know? That's not in the book. And so I'm sitting in the theater with like friends of mine that we had all read the book. And so this fight scene starts happening and all these people who we love are dying and everyone in the theater is just like, what is happening? What? And then it's a dream and you hear this like sigh of relief across the whole theater. And I was like, what are they doing? Now that's good. That's good. That, I like that actually. That's that was great because everyone in the theater was like mad and then they came back and it was just the vision or whatever and i'm not spoiling it that's been out for like 30 i think years. i've seen what you're talking about was it yeah. the last in the series yeah it's the very last movie and it's in the like last 20 minutes the what's her name um the one that can like see your future or whatever she goes up and like shows what's gonna happen if they fight and like all these people like edward dies like key characters died. <laughs> and that was one time where I was like, that was brilliant. Like they pissed off the whole theater and then everyone was like, oh, Yeah, to take you on that emotional roller coaster, yes. I, I'd have to say that would be a good thing. Well, did you read Hunger Games before they made the movies? What did I you did. think of that? There were a few things that were kind of weird that they omitted just because like, they just omitted them out of the story completely. Like how she got the little mocking J pen wasn't how it was in the movies, but it still worked. So it was one of those, like they did a good job. 
you. There's another one. I think Maze Runner was the other one that was. So, I, read. I read the first Maze Runner book. <laughs> and what <laughs> I also don't understand directors that in the book, it literally says multiple times, it never rains there. And like, that's a key part that it doesn't rain in the book. In the first 20 minutes, it's pouring down rain. And I'm like, this is kind of key that there's no rain here. <laughs> so. I have noticed that photographers and videographers love rain shots for some reason. I think it makes everything look cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you ever watch one... The Handmaid's Tale? I have tried twice. Okay. I just... The book I read years ago and I wasn't sure how they were going to turn it into like a series because it's written like letters. Okay. And so it was really... I reread it before the show came out because, like I said, I read it like in high school, I think. And I was curious how they were going to do the series, and I really enjoy <laughs> I've listened to the author on podcasts, mm -hmm. and I've tried to watch it. I probably should read it. Maybe I'll enjoy the book better. Well, the book's weird because it has a weird cadence to it because it's not written like a book. It's written like letters, almost. Like, they're journaling and writing letters to each other, like, to get through it, almost. Because yeah. if you've seen it, you know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah, maybe the darkness of that kind of put me off, too. Yeah. I don't know, as a woman watching it, it's interesting. Because you just sit there and you're like, if I couldn't touch my bank account and only my husband could, I would be not very nice to live with. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, speaking of young adult stuff, I'm actually watching Anne with an E on Netflix. Is it good? It keeps popping up on my recommendations. I'd say it's 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 lighthearted and okay. and it's it's a it's like a good read, I guess. Yeah. But um, you, there's that it's what you're talking about, like the role of women back yeah. then. And actually, speaking of gay, they they weave in. I don't know if this was in the book that they based yeah. it off of, but they weave in a gay teacher and a gay kid that somehow they recognize that he's gay and then like some drama. But it was interesting that example, yeah. um, racism and the treatment of women, they've weaved in, not in a kind of like in your face kind of way, yeah. but in a just thoughtful of, wow, we are way different now than it was back in that time. And this isn't, Prince Edward Island in Canada. Oh, yeah, is where it's based. Hmm. Yeah, I, I would recommend it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be glad that it's over because it's 45 minute episodes oh. times 30 episodes or 30 ish episodes. Yeah, that's so, a lot. Yeah. Have you watched Enola Holmes? That one keeps popping up. Yes, too. we've seen the first one. Not, I think okay. there's a sequel. But it was we, good. It was really good. Okay. Yeah, it was. Um, Millie Bobby Brown and I can't Well, remember. I'll watch anything she does after oh, Stranger okay. Things because she's just... I've seen like four. She's the bee's knees. <laughs> so. I, I, Noel Holmes is good. Yes. Okay. Very good. Because of I saw her originally in Stranger Things, it's hard for me to like see her with hair on and not think it's a wig. And I know that sounds weird, but like because how I first saw her, like I always feel like her hair's a wig, even though I know it's not. 
You should watch her on Hot Ones. I love Hot Ones. She's on there? Yes. Okay. She was on at the season or two ago. I think it starts this week, actually. It's season okay. 22. I love Hot Ones. Oh, me too. That's... Yeah. It's like where you really find out someone's... How someone is without when they're not acting. Yeah. Yeah. The only one that did... Who kept acting and it drove me nuts, but it was still fun to watch, was David Blaine. He, oh, I didn't watch his. That's the magician guy, right? Yeah, and so he, like did all kinds of crazy stuff on there. So. Gordon Ramsay was one of my favorites. He had like stuff in his pocket, like, ready to go. <laughs> so. Tom Holland was good. And there was the guy that starred as Elvis. I liked his. Oh, it, I never saw Elvis. Austin but... something. Yeah. He was good. He's going to be a big star, I think. Yeah. He was on Disney Channel. Oh, was he? That's mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. I put on Disney Channel for the dog, so I, I'm exposed to some of it. I used to babysit a lot. And so. Some of them, like, I'll be listening, like, while I'm doing something else. And, like, there's, like, I don't know how Disney does it, but it's, like, there's, like, kids part. But then if you really listen to what's being said, there's an adult yeah. part, too. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I guess if you're going to have to watch it if you are if you have kids, yeah. maybe they want to appeal to both. But Yeah. There's some shows where I'm, like... Like, Bluey's pretty funny. I feel like every Saturday when we leave yeah. and we leave the dog, Bluey is on for, like, all morning long or the mid-afternoon. Yeah. That I've never really watched. It's I kind of set it and leave. Yeah, it's pretty funny. The one I like, the one I really like, should be admitted this in the podcast, the one I would watch on purpose, like, after a scary movie or something, and I just love, is Big City Dreams. It is... <laughs> funny and uh, I just did it entertained by it and I love the shenanigans and yeah. We watch Bob's Burgers after scary movies. Bob's Burgers. Is that the I Simpsons? love Bob's Burgers. No, it's a cart. Well, it's a cartoon. Did you ever watch Archer? Which was no. also a cartoon. No. The, the guy's voice. He also does like the Arby's commercials. <laughs> but you'd recognize his voice if you heard the it. We but... have the meats guy? Yeah, he's one of them. He's okay. on several of their commercials, but he, um, Bob Burgers is hilarious. I love Bob's Burgers. I have to check it out. Yeah. If I watch something scary or stressful, I'll usually switch to a cartoon. That is, our rule is if I'm going to watch something scary, he has to watch at a minimum one Bob's Burgers. But depending on what we watched, he may have to watch two Bob's Burgers. Yeah. But Handmaid's Tale would be one I'd have to watch something else. See, that one didn't... It wasn't scary to me. It was more like... Oh, God. <laughs> What's happening? So... If like, it's a well-done... If it's a well-done movie or yeah. series, I empathize too much. It's the problem. Fair. Yeah. Well, me and one of my friends... This is horrible, but you have to find life. She was like, what... What role do you think you would have been given as a woman? <laughs> I don't know. Just maybe. that statement alone right there. Yeah. Because we were laughing that we were like, we'd probably get sent out to the mines because <laughs> we got mouths on us or we'd be on the wall because we're too mouthy. But yeah. yeah. I was uh, reading uh, a magazine on, it was, not an article, it was an excerpt of a book in Wired Magazine. And it was about this cryptocurrency, not cryptocurrency, um, dark web 
sites that they transact illegal stuff on. So selling firearms, drugs, uh, sex trafficking, stuff like that. So the the person, the person they were following was a guy that masterminded this entire network of stuff. And then they started describing like his personality outside of that market with regards to women. And he's based out of, I think it was Thailand or something. And I was just, I'm reading this. I'm like, oh my God, this is like stepping back a hundred yeah. something years. The way this guy thinks in 2020, whatever the year was. It was so weird to think that, like you and I were just talking about, we think that's behind us, but it's actually still around Yeah, weird ways. Thank you, South Carolina. Yeah. And North Carolina. I mean, we made the news this morning. So. Yeah. We did last week or the week before. It's just yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Sorry, it took a right, right turn there, <laughs> or left turn. The knowledge was good. So, <laughs> you know. Do, do you have anything you can tell um, in the few minutes we have left? <clears throat> Let's see. I thought it was interesting that they had a green knowledge and people couldn't give out swag unless you were like a certain level of sponsor that was translation you got no swag i wouldn't have anyway but like i was talking to a friend of mine that worked for a different partner and i we were just chatting and i jokingly asked if he had any good swag and that's what he told me i was like oh but i got to see a lot of people i haven't seen in a long time so like that and i think if you've never been in the service now world like you don't really know knowledge until you've been and like experienced it that it's not just even on the partner side like it's not just knowledge it, it's not just a sales event like it's networking it's seeing the people you've worked with for 15 years and yeah stuff like that making old connections i guess yeah. like hey i haven't seen you in a minute especially with i guess with the pandemic in between yes. conferences yeah and i heard on my little CMA channel, they're considering doing knowledge in EMEA and the US next year for travel purposes, which that kind of sucks too, because you don't get to see, you know, like I have connections from the CMA program I don't get to see because they live, you know, I mean, the ones even that live in the States, I never see, but the few that are still over, because my cohort was the last one that was like mixed geos. So we had people like, throughout EMEA and ours. So. Yeah, and I've, I've got a, well, even our company, we work for, has people in EMEA that would, yeah. you know, things like that. Did they come this year? No, this year it was um, sales, and then I went because someone else couldn't go. So we didn't, there wasn't a lot of budgeting for it last year, but I've asked for next year for us to send more people from delivery, because, yeah. yeah. It's for all the benefits you just mentioned, like yeah. connecting and yeah. yeah. Well, and just, it's like I said, if you've been in this space, like knowledge is more than just an opportunity to get new business for us, like for people who have been doing this for most of their career. So. Yeah. And you sent me a link. So the sessions are going online, which is awesome. Today. Yeah. Is it today? And then I saw another thing and now learning where the labs have gone online. So they're now on demand and there's a, there's a UI builder one in there. So I'm like, yes, I get to try something again. 
Yeah, well, there was one that, and I purposely didn't sign up for any sessions because I know several of our customers were telling us they couldn't get into any. And so I was trying to like not take a seat at the ones, there were a few that I would have liked to have done, but. Oh, I totally would have taken a seat. Like, how do you get that well, stuff up? <laughs> I know. Well, there was one about how you can like build out roadmaps in the customer's instance now using some of the tools. And so. Alignment we'll planner workspace by any chance? Uh, part of it is, yeah. But okay. I have to go find that one to watch. But there was just a big focus on AI. And I think I told you the other day was they have now assist, which was writing code for you, but the code was so bad. Like iteration one needs some help. Yeah. But I, I didn't want to get there, but it's, yeah. I saw in the May release that they have some limited market availability on some spokes yeah. and an AI controller. I didn't know about now assist, um, Alan from, um, you know him, Alan, uh, can't remember his last name. Darn it! And I'm recording this. He okay. sent me a note on YouTube saying something right. about analysis. So yeah, but all of the customers that heard about it were like, "Oh my god!" And you're sitting there like, oh my god. "Like our oh my god is very different than theirs." And like one of them was talking to me at the party. They're like, "What do you think about it?" I said, "I think eventually it'll be great." But I said, "Do you know how to write code?" Which I'm, I can do it, but it's not my favorite thing and they were like well no but i was like the code wasn't that great that it spit out and goes against some of their own practices so she was like oh <laughs> i was like i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm hoping that whatever they announced i got i need to go listen or read it um right when that happened or right before they had also announced their research division the partnership yeah. with Hug hugging face and what I read about that is that the training sets for these AI, these yeah. LLMs, the generative models, are based on enterprise yeah. and properly licensed data sets right. instead of it being like GPT, um, where it's just public, you yeah. know, like GitHub, for example, all of GitHub. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting that it would be looking at ServiceNow code potentially. Yeah. Service now data. You, you probably got to run, don't you? I do. I have a CMA board review. I have. Okay. To. Yeah. Sorry, I kept you late. Uh, happy yeah. Wednesday, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>